the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening. South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, 210-308-8867. We are broadcasting live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road, and we encourage you to come on by and visit with us. Ask your gardening question in person. Turn us down. Oh, is that too high? Yeah. Oh, okay. Ah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Coffee. How's that better? Yeah. <laughs> Mary brought that for you. Hey, thank you, Mary. Mary took care of you. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867 is the number to call to be a part of the show. I'm excited because... I can tell just by looking at you. <laughs> uh, several things. First of all, we've got uh, the Laura Bush Petunias in. Yeah. And they're... Uh, they're... That's great. Six ninety nine. They're in super six pack. I thought they were seven ninety nine. Oh, is it seven ninety nine? Seven ninety nine. Okay, almost eight. Yeah, <laughs> almost. But <laughs> okay, seven ninety nine. I can go check. Give me no, a no, I, I just went and looked, but okay. I just couldn't remember it all the way back to the. I have to go oh, run and get one piece of equipment in the parking lot, so I'll go, I'll go walk by real quick. Oh, okay. Okay. You have to look on the far side. Okay. Uh, it's not labels on the plants. It's on the bench. Is it? Oh, okay. It's not calendula. It's not, is it close to those calendula? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What? In what, fact. That's pretty deceptive. <laughs> yeah, I looked at them, and I, <laughs> that, I thought they was the petunias, and then the... And then I <laughs> noticed that it was the calendula. Calendula yeah, well, there too. That's the way I did walking in yesterday, and uh, I went over, and uh, there there wasn't many labels in uh, uh, Laura Bush petunia because they don't grow a lot. But uh, I saw the calendulas, and they had labels on them, and they had uh, price on them, and so same price. Yeah. And so, uh, and so, uh, I thought they were all calendula. And so, after the show, Trace took me over there, and he had a fit because the calendulas were mixed in with the lower bushes. In fact, I didn't. <laughs> I just thought they were all. Calendulas. Yeah, me too. I did the same thing uh, yesterday morning when I was walking in. But anyway, they've got them straightened out, and they. Uh, there's not many tags in them, but they're 
Just this side, they're in the second row after you walk in, and they're right behind, or I guess it'd be in front of, those uh, pretty yellow uh, coxcombs that you can see for a long period of time. But uh, right, that, right next to the, yeah. the person in the black sweater? Yeah, yeah. on the other side of the uh, petunias in the second row. Uh-huh. But don't be looking for blooms. There's one little bloom on there. About that? So, so that may give you... Yeah, well, don't... That uh, may give you time to get over here. That's... Uh, don't don't ex- expect you'll have to wait very long uh, no. for the blooms. Uh, I was surprised. Uh, they'll be blooming in probably in a week or two or less. Could be. That's one bloom, one little bloom on one of them right now. I know the uh, the, the sprouting, uh, the regrowth of the zinnias. No, they're starting to bloom now too. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. So they, they they'll be in just in tune between the the petunias and the zinnias. They'll be dominating the whole landscape. There you go. Uh, so. Snapdragons look good, though, too, now. Yeah. This was a special grow that we did just mainly for Millburger. And uh, we had to go get the seed from Wild Seed Farm. And they get, they were they're getting in the process of getting some new seed grown. And so when we got their seed, they went in and got some of their stock seed, none of which came up uh, about one less than one percent came up of the seedling who is it who is it i'm sorry uh, uh, who's uh, wild seed farm oh wild seed farms okay and uh <laughs> i called them the other day and they said i said uh i got bad news that that seed that you gave me had less than one percent germination and they said oh really we'll have to send that off to get it tested i said no you don't need to send it off to get it tested. We've tested it over here under the ideal growing conditions with two seedling flats. Uh-oh. What did it say? I confirmed that with Trace. <laughs> seven ninety nine. Yeah, uh, I could tell it had Trace on it at seven ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It would have been so easy to put eight on there, wouldn't <laughs> nope. it, Milton? Uh, I can't question his marketing. <laughs> But anyway, the plants are beautiful, but yeah. but uh, when they're gone, they're gone. There's only four flats out there, and uh, they're in super six packs, and they cost well, rounding off eight dollars. Yeah. Now, if you if you if you have a typical garden situation, you plant these, you'll have them forever. I mean, they'll oh, they'll, yeah. they'll come they'll come back, and they're they're wonderful. I don't uh, know. I full don't sun? Know. Where do you, how do you? <laughs> huh? Full yeah, sun? Yeah, full sun is better. Okay. But uh, they're tough. And these were selected uh, for heat tolerance and cold tolerance. And they've proven that cold and they tolerance. And they got a in, real intense flower, flower color. Oh, yeah. So, and they'll you'll get some, uh, at least I do, I get some variation in the, the, flower, the flower color. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's fu- it's fun, and they, and they show up, oh, like a uh, corner of a uh, raised bed, or a whiskey barrel, or a 
or on uh, <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, any with <laughs> citrus uh, citrus area. <laughs> yeah, they produce a lot of seed. In fact, these two selection, these selection, this Laura Bush selection was basically chosen for its uh, seed production. Yeah, if you're if you're kind of interested, uh, Jerry's got a real interesting write-up on on the history. Yeah. Of, of the Laura Bush on PlantAnswers.com, yeah. yeah. Well, I told you my story about the uh, business that shall remain nameless. Uh oh. That uh, we were working with that had a whole bed. I mean, it was a and it was a huge, probably about as as long as from there to to you and oh, maybe yeah. about this wide. And they were all blooming. <laughs> I mean, and they were gorgeous. Petunia, Laura Bush, Laura Bush petunias, and okay. I said. Uh, that is beautiful. Is that Laura Bush Petunia? Where did where'd you get them? What what is? I don't know. Some <laughs> guy planted those three years ago. Every year they come up. It's like, no, they're beautiful. I guess he got they they they're so prolific. He just kind of got. But no, there it was it was it was striking. Oh yeah. Now I've I've uh, put in an order and I've received the seed. I guess I hadn't opened the box. From uh, well, see, because they had a lot of pink seed. They said that uh, the pink lower bush mm. is actually a more prolific seed producer than the the regular lower bush. Mm. But uh, see that the mother of this thing, uh, uh, the yeah, the the mother is a VIP, the little bitty, the small petunia. More of a violet. Species. I always, I always think of it as more of a violet. Yeah, violet. it is. And it's crossed with a large pink, probably, pink or white. Uh, and that's, that's where they're crossed from in England. I mean, all petunias... Can trace their origin back to the mothers oh, okay. of these petunias. Wow! Yeah, all petunias. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, well, they, they look, you get, if, them, get them before they're gone. If you uh, haven't googled them, look, if you're not sure what they look like, Google them, and you'll yeah, you'll be very pleased. <laughs> And uh, the the reason we got going on these, uh, one of our listeners uh, sent some pictures from Canyon Lake, mm. and I put her pictures on there too. Oh, okay, on Plant and Answers. Her, hers are receded there at the bottom of the uh, write-up. Yes. Okay. But anyway, let's see. There's uh, what is it? Four six packs in a flat. Yeah, sounds about I think, right. I think four. Four is all. Yeah. Huh. The the six packs are big. See. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because uh, the normal the normal one there's uh, twelve. I'm thinking. I don't think you can get twelve in there. Well, anyway, it's a limited number. You want me to walk out again? No. <laughs> <laughs> I look. I just can't imagine that there are four, but maybe, maybe it's a different. Maybe six of them. Maybe I don't know. Six. Maybe, maybe six. six. Three and three on each side. Maybe. Yeah. But anyway, there's a limited number, uh, and once these are gone, uh, there will be no more. Okay. But they'll be out there in the garden. Now, the one thing though, I've no- I've noticed, uh, folks. I've, I've talked to a few gardeners that had them growing, 
and then they say, well, they haven't come back. Yeah. And but then then I ask them, <laughs> well, don't you don't they ever come out at the corner, come back or anything? They said. Well, I don't like things to come, you know, weed, uh, weeds or things. Yeah. So you can you got to be a little, <laughs> got to be a little the uh, tolerant. And oh they, yeah. If something comes up, you check and make sure it's a not a petunia before you start pulling everything that comes up. <laughs> yeah, they're like a little blue bonnets when they come up. But uh, <laughs> I tell, I told the story that when we used to plant them uh, the different colors, we had. Uh, uh, purple didn't make it because it wasn't a seed producer. Did you have that one time four colors? Yeah, we had purple. When we did uh, that. And we had white. That's it. And, and white wouldn't, wouldn't stabilize, so they don't have that anymore. And then uh, all they got left is the pink and uh, purple, or whatever you call that color. And here comes Trace, and I've got a present for him. Thank you. <laughs> no, I brought a lot of those seed, but I thought <laughs> I thought I thought I Is had uh, I had it. I thought it was all Crawford lettuce seed, but uh, as as I was getting it out, Milton acknowledged to me that it was Oscar <laughs> Okerson. So I'll take but in it a back kind and gentle did, way. Did it come out of his? Uh, Refrigerator. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we've got some Crawford reseeding lettuce, and I've got a write-up in it, Trace, for you and people that don't remember what or know what had the hell Crawford lettuce seed is, and uh, it's old seed. All of that was labeled by uh, Jack Hoover. Okay. Who who uh, had to leave town because we were getting him to package all those seed up? Well, we think he left town. That's <laughs> that's what his wife made him tell us. No, so. I've called him. Well, yeah. oh. If twenty percent comes up, that's still a lifetime supply. Oh yeah. So uh, do we need to give them one package apiece? Or? It's one one yeah one per household. Oh, okay. That's what we've been doing. Okay. Now, if all that had been Crawford lettuce seed, I might have a different answer to that. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Did, did we ever get a hold of the astronaut guy? No, but uh, I got some stuff, so I'll, I will get a hold of him this week. Okay. I gave. They're doing some neat I, stuff. I think they've had their first peppers and stuff. So. Yeah, it'd be nice to know. Yeah. And it, and we need to get him some Crawford lettuce I, seed. That's, Jerry gave me <laughs> some. some. I mean, edible, I'm, oxygenating plant. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, trying to find the nutritional value. <laughs> What I'm worried about, if they don't use transplants and the the seed is not exposed to red the red light wave, they ain't going to come up. Well, so this is NASA, so <laughs> I, I think they can figure that out. No. Yeah. With, no, some, with a little help. No. This ain't rocket science. I know, oh, wait. I, I know it the, is. <laughs> I, I know the A&M guy that they used with NASA. He couldn't figure that out. Would you, why, didn't you edu- why didn't you educate him? <laughs> I think I was in a undergrad. I was a graduate student. Then. No, I didn't go. If you were a graduate student, when and he was with them, he he ain't around no more. I can't find anything. I thought maybe somebody would have broken down the nutritional value of Crawford. Lettuce. There's, not, there's Crawford. not a whole lot of nutrition well, in any lettuce. It'd be lettuce. Okay, but anyway. Uh, 
we'll have that seed available. And you say, why haven't I brought it over before now? Yeah, why haven't you? It's been hot as hell. It's now time to plant. Oh, now, it's time to... <laughs> now is the time to plant it. And we got a lot of coal crops out there. I don't understand why people buy the, buy the broccoli before they buy the cabbage and the kale and all that stuff. Everybody you likes broccoli. You got a bunch of broccoli out there. Everybody likes broccoli. Okay. Not everybody can grow a head of cabbage. Remember. Cabbage loopers will make it look like somebody <laughs> took a shotgun to it if they're well, not paying attention. Cabbage loopers are pretty tough on broccoli, too. Yeah, well, yeah. Both cabbage yeah, and broccoli. They, they, they can eat the leaves, and and the, the what you're going to eat still not uh-huh. affected. You can eat everything, leaves, stems. Well, even Jared. And, and the caterpillar, too, I bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You eat broccoli, don't you, Jared? Oh, I love broccoli. Yeah, yeah it's one see. of the few vegetables the vegetable yeah, specialists will eat. I, I bet Jerry thinks the cabbage looper won't eat kale. <laughs> but they, uh, they don't like it. They don't? Yeah, yeah we. I, I don't know, but. but oh, they, they don't. They, even though, oh, even the even cabbage, cabbage loopers looper don't like it. Oh, well, okay. hell no. They know better than that. See, you're setting them up. However, you did you did sell all the kale. You had those uh, name brand kales out there. The people used for smoothies and all. Oh yeah, that yeah but they sold. There's still a handful. <laughs> but leaf lettuce. This was the first go around for leaf lettuce. So uh, and they're they're kind of neat because they got two or three different types of leaf lettuce in there. Yeah. Weren't you uh, weren't you going to tell Calvin that his colorful chard is in yeah. I, I, I've been to yesterday and I forgot but I bet he's yeah, already seen my it char, my, yeah, my charter Swiss chard yeah. has taken off and looking good all, I wonder why they call it Swiss chard because it was produced over there I mean general, uh, found over there I don't know I'll let you look that up i get my son to look it up on that little machine I here. <laughs> the internet? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I well, I had well, that little phone. Oh, the phone. I, okay. I had some gardeners looking up at uh, my garden with uh, all the broccoli and kale and yeah. Swiss chard. And and uh, some of them uh, mentioned that they thought that I'd made a believer out of them for fertilization. Said, oh. Because uh, everything was take, taken off. I said, part of it is this cool, cool weather. Yeah. But if you got the fertile soil and this cool weather, you're in good shape. I, right I had a customer yesterday that swore by fish emulsion for their cool weather crops, and so I looked at the ratio, and it was pretty good. But then I asked, "How, how does it smell out there?" Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, fish emulsion is a good good it's source. Like a, it's of like nutrients, a five one one. It's expensive. I've, I've always used it for uh, for ferns. Ferns tend to like yeah. it, so it makes sense that that the vegetables would too. Well, the the problem is it's it's so low in nitrogen. You know, it it's doesn't like a five one one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so does the smell help it grow? Yeah, maybe. Okay, all right. <laughs> maybe the smell keeps the bugs away. I don't know. Smell, the smell brings the dogs in. Oh. oh. Cats. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say a plug of cats probably. Rats. <laughs> Wait oh. a minute. Wow. He's out of control. He is. He's gone crazy. <laughs> if you Did ask- they swap sides on me and I wasn't I think attention? so, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Hey, uh, Trace, we, were, we had a little debate about the... Um, 
The petunias, how many in a flat? How many six-packs? There's in eight six-packs yeah. in a flat. Oh, we were really wrong. Well, that's okay. good. good. And there's four flats left, so that's... Uh, Roughly, yeah. 32? Uh-huh. 32. About 32 six-packs. Hmm? And... Uh, and no, Luckily, I don't, I, I don't want to So I always question why, if they get the seed for free, why does it cost me more to buy it than any other plant they grow that they had to pay for the seed? <laughs> uh, well, it's a special grow. Yeah. And they're in, uh, uh, they're in the super six packs, which make them a little more expensive. And uh, all my other super packs are five ninety nine. All my other super packs are five ninety nine. Oh. I don't think Jerry has an answer. Hey. <laughs> I think that's the point. He's he's, av- he's avoiding the. Uh... Yeah, I don't think he sets the price. Mm-hmm. I would have said it at eight dollars. <laughs> that's true. He would have. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and uh, they're not well because they don't bloom when they're small. Uh, and you know this from experience. You've had to cut yours, cut yes. and back in the in the fe- in the past. Uh, I've got pink seed of this one, so I guess I'll save it to, to spring. We might try it again. Yeah, have them ready for like when it, when all the other petunias are ready to poop out. So yeah. have it ready for like mid mid May, late May. Okay, and then we can we can sell it for everybody's petunias that are. Are you yeah, will, are you willing out. to cut them back if I get them or get them grown? Well, if they only grow ten flats again, I won't have that problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> they grew back exceedingly fast. And also, uh, you know, in, in May I'm a little busier than June yeah. and July, so okay. much more likely to leave on their own. Oh, okay, that looks like we might much. try that. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, or toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll find out maybe if Trace is still here, what's coming in, all the good stuff right after this. On, uh, up, okay. <laughs> no fax machine. No fax machine, so 9.30 a.m., the answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Give us a call and tell us what is going on in your gardening world. Uh, before we do that, though, I want to tell you how to make sure to keep your home pest-free, and that's by calling Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control, 210 656 since 1976, they have been uh, helping homeowners. They've learned a lot. They know a lot. And they're trusted by even other exterminator companies for their knowledge. Warren Remy is. So heard an ad, and they were talking about they use They use my terminology. So it's the last pest control company you'll ever need to call because uh, they'll get it done, and they'll get it done right. It's Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. I knew a restaurant owner. They do commercial, too. Uh, that had a situation where they had called a lot of other pest control companies. And this, you know, their livelihood depended on this. 
And Spider-Man found out what was cause, what the problem was, what was causing the problem, and how to fix it. And that's what they did. And they never went back to anybody else because Spider-Man fixed it and kept it fixed. So Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Go SpiderManPest.com. Go SpiderManPest.com. And... Um, do they get rid of fleas? Yeah, absolutely. You have, flea, you have a flea problem? I noticed you were scratching no, earlier. No, I'm saying uh, if you use the good stuff that he's got, it'll kill the fleas on your dog. Okay. And not hurt the dog. From a block away. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Use the good stuff. He, he can I don't get, know if he has a five-year guarantee on the good stuff. He can, uh, I don't know. We'll have to ask for him. But he can get rid of fleas, too. Fleas it's are a 10 ticks. or 15-year, maybe. I think one of the folks I had, uh, had uh, was talking about ticks that Spider-Man helped him get rid of, too. So, All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll-free, it's 866 8867. <laughs> when I was walking in, there was a couple that had a big pumpkin and they had a small boy, young boy. Mm-hmm. I think that's him right there. And uh, uh, they were letting him go amongst the uh, little pumpkins and pick out his own little pumpkin. Well, okay. And he, he came out with one about three boxes back. There he is. Look at him. He moved over with his daddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a little boy. Yeah. But uh, well, he wants I, to ride I, the train. I wanted to interview him and ask him, why did you pick that one out of all these pumpkins? Yeah. But uh, he picked He loved it. <laughs> he held on to it. He probably tight. would have just told you because that's the one I liked. <laughs> I know, but they all look the same, Milton. Yeah. Well, that one looks... Only to an audience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he knew exactly what he was doing. That one was extra special for him. I always like to watch people pick out plants. Now, let's let's keep this in mind, Milton. Yes. We're going to quote Jerry next time he makes some... Decides that one plant is better than the other plant. Uh-huh. And where it's not real obvious. And so we'll say... Well, how did you make that determination? Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> and I'll give you about ten reasons why we made it. You know, he'll, he'll just st- stare stare at you. And just, <laughs> it's obvious. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Or, or, or just take it for granted. It came out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, hey, well, we got Marty on the line. Okay, so hang yeah. on a second. At 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey there, Marty. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? All right. How are you guys doing? Doing good. It's a little chilly today. It feels like fall, kind of. Oh, it's great. It's wonderful. Yeah, and it feels nice. Yeah, my, uh, my ruby crushed tomatoes are responding now, finally. So oh. they came alive. Yeah, they came alive. <laughs> yeah, that's what Gavin was saying. I have a question for for the doctors. Um, my ruby crush tomatoes are, are coming around, and uh, they're they're looking good. And I was wondering, um, did you mention yesterday on yesterday's show that you can freeze the tomatoes? Absolutely. You put them in the freezer, they're going to freeze. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, now, I don't. When you I, take them out of the freezer, yeah, we better qualify it's that. It's still going to be yeah, frozen. No, but are they going to be yeah. taste good, or are they going to be mushy yeah, or nasty? Well, right. if, if you throw them out, they'll get softer. Do you recommend? But he asked me. 
Could okay. you freeze it? You maybe, like, maybe we could get some opinions out there of uh, <laughs> folks that actually. Yeah, now I'm beginning to wonder about his answer. Connoisseur. Yeah, right. <laughs> Would I make stuff like that up? Do you do you recommend for people who want to enjoy eating tomatoes? Yeah, right. feel like you're a witness. Do you recommend <laughs> freezing them? <laughs> yeah, it, well, well eat it. all you can and then freeze the rest. Now that's bluebell. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. I knew I knew I it gonna, uh, I was, somewhere. I was now, if, <laughs> all right, I'm going to Google it. And do you? When J- in Jerry's case, because he has to peel every single yeah, day, do you, not the do you peel them? <laughs> can you peel them after they've been frozen? Well, I don't know. Uh, the peel, peel comes off a lot easier. Does it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And some people, yeah, uh, some people the, the boil them. Like, you know, drop them in the hot water, boiling water, for just a, right. uh, a few minutes, a few seconds, and right. take them out, and that makes the skin come off. Huh. Right. Well, see, I got I got an abundance of these ruby crushed tomatoes, and I love them in my in my salad. There so you go. Oh, okay. Put them in a in a freezer bag and put them in there. How how long will they keep? They'll keep for at least a year. But really? uh, what what if you're going to use them in a salad and you've frozen them? Uh, take them, do it in a Ziploc bag, and right. then when you want some for your salad. Take them out of the freezer, frozen, and put them with your salad. Okay. So you wouldn't have to empty. You could just take some out of the bag. Yeah, right, right, right. Right. Okay. Now, do you have to add any any water to the bag, or, or just uh, just drop no, them into it? No. I don't. No. I just like drop them into a bag. Yeah, that uh, would that would limit the uh, <laughs> uh, yeah like them coming apart. Yeah. Uh, if you okay. if you do that, uh, maybe do a little experiment. Okay. And uh, t- tell us how how that goes. You could do some okay. of those uh, tomatoes that you're yeah. harvesting right now. You could do. Uh, I right. can guarantee that wheat. they'll freeze if you put them in the yeah. freezer. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Marty, you do the experiment because I'm gonna. I'm looking on food.unl.edu. Oh, geez. Right. And it says, do you know that you can freeze raw tomatoes with or without their skins? There you go. Tomatoes may be frozen raw or cooked, whole sliced, chopped, or pureed. (laughs) Frozen tomatoes are best used in cooked foods, such as soups, sauces, and stews, as they become mushy when thawed. There you go. Okay. Okay, For salads, you would get them... Do you want them mushy in salads? No, straight out of the... Because they're still kind of Frozen. Still kind of frozen. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Now, what, isn't that what I told you, Milton? I don't know. Why do you, you doubt me? You were telling me so many different Ye things. Ye of little faith. You were the same thing. Is this edible? You put it in your mouth and start chewing. Sure, it's edible. <laughs> I guess you've been like, on this show too uh, long. It's not my first radio. <laughs> like, uh, like like the rutabaga. There you go. Now, that's <laughs> not edible. edible. Okay. I wonder if you can dry them. What's that? that Rutabaga? Yeah. No. Uh, the dry tomatoes. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, in the Mediterranean. Yeah, they have the dry tomatoes. Recipes. They use a lot of dry mm-hmm. tomatoes. I All think right. they sell dried tomatoes. All right. So, yeah, they do. So, we okay. need calls to help Marty out. What You've got a surplus of tomatoes. What do you do to keep them? What have I told you, Milton? Well, we want to hear re- what, reaction this. We want to hear what other people do. And you even I, I, find I, I, it on the maybe, internet. Quit. Maybe it. I should get a. I should get some feedback from Johnson City Joe. 
Well, there you yeah, go. Joe, what, what have you done? I don't even know if there he has go. a freezer out there. For our listeners in Johnson City, we apologize for Jerry's <laughs> insult to Johnson City and its its modern uh, <laughs> facilities. Huh? Modern facilities. We know you have freezers. Right. Okay, some of us do. Well, thank Thanks, you Marty. For I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 210-308-8867. Give us your frozen tomato reports or how you store them. What do you do? I, I wonder if you can vacuum yeah, pack them. I'm asking that. No, because you didn't. I've you already didn't, told you. You didn't give an answer. Like, you would find it on the Internet. No, because. Throw them in the freezer and it'll freeze. Yeah, but that's not what he's asking. He wants to know. That's if he, exactly what he's is asking. Is he going to be happy when he gets them out of the freezer? And the answer is kind of no. It, oh, it is, sir. If he eats them pretty quick. If he eats them quickly. All right. Well, if anybody else has a different solution. We'd, lo- we'd love to talk to you at 210 <laughs> don't, don't call in here and just say put them in the freezer. I wonder if you can vacuum pack them. Oh, yeah. Does that get a mushy when you unvacuum them? Well, if you freeze them in the vacuum pack. Because you could slice them and then freeze. No, stop freezing them. <laughs> if you slice them and vacuum them. Vacuum them. Well, uh, and then you're going to put them in the freezer? No, you're not putting them in the freezer. They're not working. That's not going to work. You don't have to. Do you have to They're freeze everything you vacuum? They're going to spoil. Do you freeze you every, everything you vacuum? Yeah, you're taking the air out. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Then you still have to freeze them. And yeah, yeah. we uh, we uh, we freeze our our game. People are screaming at the radio. Get off the tomatoes <laughs> for for God's sake. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven hours ago. Yeah, but your answer was tricky. Huh. Now people are going to call in. My tomatoes are mush. Did you freeze them? Yeah. Did they freeze? Yeah. Well, that's all you asked. <laughs> I told you you can Is freeze Is that news time yet? Yeah. It's They're not soon. mush if they're frozen. That's true. All right. 210-308-8867. You guys are hard to work with. <laughs> I love I love this uh, Neil Spears. Uh, question that he got in uh, today's yesterday's paper, I guess it was. Say he got a question that says, "We found small black ants on our mimosa tree." My husband went out and put Vaseline on the trunk so they wouldn't be able to climb it, mm-hmm. but now it looks dead. Sprouts mm. are coming up at its base. He thinks it must have smothered its trunk. Now, look. How much Vaseline did he put on that thing? (laughs) First of all, Vaseline is not to be used for that kind of thing. There's other better uses for Vaseline. Well, are there other better uses to get rid of black ants? (laughs) Well, they they make a a sticky substance. I think they call it sticky. Sticky something. <laughs> but anyway, the the black ants, first of all, are not doing any good. Oh, good. Not, not doing any Not hurting anything. No. But what? But Calvin, why? Why? Why did it? Why is it looking dead? Because something else killed it. No, it froze like hell last year. Well, something this else year. killed it. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't. You didn't give us much information. <laughs> The, but uh, it looks dead now. Mimosa? But, Absolutely. Oh, but yeah. you don't, the, the, it doesn't matter on the, on the freeze because they, they don't do real well here 
in a typical year, you might lose. <laughs> you might have uh, one that lasts five or six years, yeah. or four years, or three years. But, but mimosas are so pretty in the south, in the southeast. Yeah, like over toward Tennessee. Have, and you everything. don't have to get too far away to have them. In, uh, like in East Texas, you, you can <laughs> have them survive. The uh, the uh, and here goes Neil, being the Mister Diplomat. Better yet, he talked about uh, generating a new tree from the sprouts, and then he says, "Better yet would be to replace it with a longer-lasting tree." Hmm. Way to go, Neil. Ain't he nice? He is nice. <laughs> I said, what for you growing a mimosa? Fool, why'd you plant a mimosa? <laughs> so what did he bring up? What trees? Yeah, what trees did he suggest? Oh, he didn't suggest it. He didn't? No. Anything's going to be longer lasting than a mono, 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 mimosa. Mimosa. Mexican plum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would be a good one. Uh, and, of course, even, even our... Uh, Oh, the ones that bloom real early in the red bud. Um, gosh, there's a whole bunch of them that might. And oh, crepe, yeah. Crepe myrtles. And, and you were right. There are mimosas all over the south. Oh, yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break and come back to and talk to And then there's mimosas at Indian, Indian food, too. Really? Yeah, that's at, that's at uh, the, dessert. The, the seed oh, well, I don't think it's, a, I don't know if it's a dessert or just a oh, support of There's a drink called a mimosa. Yeah, oh, yeah. All right. We wouldn't know about that, man. We don't, yeah. JCJ, don't go anywhere. We're <laughs> going to come back and talk to you in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Burgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. We will go back to the phones in just a second. But, again, I want to remind you, too, about our friends at Northwest Military and Hebner Road. And that, of course, means it must be Wild Birds Unlimited. For 25 years, they've been making homeowners happy, helping them to enjoy great nature experience in their own backyard with the right feeds, the right books, the right hats, the right binoculars, the right uh, houses and homes for those birds. And best of all, the right information to help you solve any problem you have along the way. And that problem can be just, how do I get started? Wild Birds Unlimited, go by and visit Kyle or Bill or anybody over there. They all know what they're talking about. And even the customers who have been there for 25 years who are still there uh, can even (laughs) help you with questions. They'll be happy to. Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military and Hebner Road. Lots of fun stuff. Lots of gift ideas. So start thinking about this now for Christmas. In fact, they do uh, packages, too, that are easy to ship out, so they make it really easy. The prepackaged stuff. Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military, Hebner Road, 210-479-BIRD, 210-479-BIRD. Johnson City Joe is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Joe, what do you know? Well, I just call it in. I generally wait on Sundays. I like listening on Saturdays, and y'all always have some good information that I don't know. And, uh, of course, that, that's not hard to say because there's a lot of stuff I don't know about. But, hmm. but I bet you uh, don't anyway, know about how to freeze a tomato. Do you know how to freeze tomatoes? Yeah, I, Jerry, I, I tell you what, Jerry's right. 
Uh-huh. Oh, no. Melton's yep, right. Exactly. They will up on get it. mushy. They will get mushy, but you can do what Jerry says. You can t- uh, now the other, the smallest that I've ever frozen are the sweet 100s. Okay, that's the smallest I've I've frozen, and um, you can take them out and put them in the salad. Kind of maybe ten minutes before you serve the salad, they they won't okay. mush. And they might be a little icy, but I like to just take them out of the bag and eat them. There you go. Just fresh out of the bag. Well, so how would, so how would Milton? How would Milton write? How would Milton? That was the way well, I would Milton write. Milton was right because he says that they can't get mushy. Mm-hmm. What and not if you eat them before they thaw? But you can't do that with all of them. That's you true. You can't do it with the big ones. Well, you can cut those up. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to switch gears, Joe, because I have a question that Calvin, for Calvin's help. Those sweet 100s, uh, if you were going to compare them marble size, ping pong ball size, or uh, what's another marble size, marble or size. Jack's, jack ball size, which would you marble say they size. are? Marble oh, they're marble size. size. No. Okay. Yeah. We, we, I was... I had identified the larger ones wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like the large it, according yeah, to Joe. The, the sweet 100s are the tiny, the tiny ones. The yeah. ones that uh, we had were the uh, what, what uh, something uh, red cherry, red large red cherry, cherry, large red cherry. Yeah, there's and, uh, even a smaller one than the sweet 100s. There's a sweet one million. That's right. Really? Is it really? What yeah. What moron oh. would plant that? What would have to well, pick I, that? I yeah. Well, well it makes garden, it easy man. for the birds, Steve. Sure. You want to hear why I plant them in my garden? Yeah, yes, I please. want to know why right. you plant them in your garden. Now, first of all, I don't plant the sweet one million, okay? Okay. That's good. I, How I big are they? The sweet 100, but I plant them because... The birds like them better than they like my big, big tomatoes. Oh, oh yeah. You're tricking so them. Joe's I'll got a plan. one or two plants of those in the garden, and you got birds coming to your little tomatoes, and they are extremely sweet. Plus, <laughs> I like to eat them right off the vine outside. Yeah. Well, Joe, you're, you're too old to be picking that smaller tomato. Well, I don't, you don't have a, you don't, don't have that much time, of, Joe. I, I, I do a lot for the birds with those. <laughs> I, I find the birds and the squirrels kind of gravitate towards those. But Jerry, I was thinking yesterday. There's not too many grown men that I know that would admit uh, that their mama uh, would peel a tomato for them. Uh, so I had Did your mama peel tomatoes. You ought to develop a, a tomato called the Mama's Boy tomato. <laughs> well, uh, she she like she like. Well, we had one called Wenzel, that was a pink tomato, a large, ugly, pink tomato. But that's the one I first started growing, and it it was big and it was crinkly. I call it crinkly. It was uh, you know. Really ugly. It was a, it was an old fashioned heirloom type tomato. Yeah. But uh, she would take her knife and uh, uh, peel it big time. Now, 
she she got a she just get didn't get the skin. She got a little meat with it, mm. but she could feel it pretty fast. But well, we, I never ate all. a tomato. It wasn't teal until I got twenty years when I was twenty years old. Hmm. Jerry, you have admitted on radio for thousands of people to hear that you're a mama's boy. <laughs> now, oh yeah, I, I, I admit to that. <laughs> you were a big time mama's boy. <laughs> there you go. Telling she loved me. She, did. she probably cut your meat up for you. <laughs> she loved me, Joe. Well, <laughs> my, I think my mama loved me, uh, but uh, she didn't cut my meat up for me. I had to pick it up with my bare hands and eat it. Oh, man. Things are primitive there in the hill country. <laughs> yeah. She she was a, a World War II English bride. She, she there wasn't you too, go. She wasn't <laughs> too easy on me. But anyway... <laughs> Y'all had a good subject about what to do with all these tomatoes in the. Yeah, I answered that question in three minutes after we got it. But people just don't always believe you. Pounded me, huh? You did. You left out one part about it that they can't get mushy. Yeah, you left out the mushy. The mushy part. Oh, we left at the mushy. The mushy and stews and everything else. Yeah. But uh, I just like the little ones. I don't have any this year. I wish I had a bunch of them. Just uh, how, how long will they stay fresh on the on the counter? Oh, they'll long. About, about an hour and a half. No, really. <laughs> no, the little ones will stay for quite a while. Yeah, uh, I'd say week. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's about that's about what I can remember. Now the little yeah. one. Goes back to the original tomato, which really? is found in it's South closer, America. Is it closer to the original then? Yes, absolutely. Huh. I didn't know that. The bit, yeah. Well, they the Incas, the Incas did the not counter. eat big tomatoes, Milton. What's that? The Incas did not eat big tomatoes. Well, they just freeze them. <laughs> Could be. But they, uh, they, uh, they will stay there a long time. But uh, they won't last long. I mean, you'll you'll just keep eating them every yeah, time yeah. you walk by. Yeah. So when I get thirsty out in the garden, I just go get me a hot handful of tomatoes and eat them. Yeah, there you that go. sounds good. Sounds healthy for you. Yeah. <laughs> but but big anyway, of, uh, think about the name of that new tomato now. Yeah, the new rodeo tomato, Mama's boy. Oh, Mama's okay. boy. Y'all are too easy on him. I don't him. think we've tested that. Oh, okay. Y'all are too easy on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. we like him. Thank you, Joe. Take it easy, Joe. Take care, man. All right, 210-308-8867. Give us a call, 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Do you go into on uh, Plant Answers? Storage for things like not tomatoes anymore. We're going to move on, but like <laughs> you can leave pecans like in the refrigerator for a long time, can't you? Yeah, we've got in the freezer, especially. Okay. Uh, Doctor Stein's got an article on PlantAnswers dot com uh, on how to uh, store pecans. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, he talks about how long they'll store if they're just out on the counter. Yeah, and how long they'll store or store in the refrigerator, 
and uh, how long they'll store in the freezer. Makes quite a difference. Makes quite a difference. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you don't don't put them in the freezer, they go rancid. Yeah, you know, bitter tasting. Does well, it matter if you wash better. off the tannins if you freeze them or or how you long? You mean off the off the uh, kernels? Yeah, remember how we were washing the we yeah. were soaking them and yeah. and pouring them. Well, off? yeah, whether you freeze them or how you store them, uh, they will have that tannin on them. So oh, okay, uh, you you can soak them in the uh, you know soak them in water for a little while. I mean, she, you dry them and then freeze them. Yeah, Caramay, uh the home ec. A lady in uh, Tennessee used to just swiss them. You just uh, yeah, take clear clear water and put the kernels in there and just wash them, uh, move them around. Okay, and that water turns uh, yellow. Turns yeah, oh, brown. brown. Turns it brownish. Yeah. And then I think someone said you pour that off and then you do it again. And yeah. Then, okay. And that <laughs> the. I didn't know that uh, until she made a made us a pecan pie, and it's the best pecan pie I ever ate. Uh, the nuts were sweeter. Yeah, they were sweeter. It makes and a big I, difference. I thought she had put sugar in there. Hmm. You know, a little bit of sugar in there to make it sweet. She said. She no. looked at me like, "What the hell?" Now was her, her her pecan pie better than the pecan pie? Oh no. Okay. No, I'll we be. didn't we didn't have that around at that okay. time. Okay, I would just because you. <laughs> But be held to, responsible for the, the, the light old. <laughs> but to make it make it uh, even better, uh, a washer. I get, should I say washer nuts? Be washer pecans. Washer kernel. Just be specific. Oh, okay. Uh, I I don't want people to just give me a mess. Keep plan. moving. Just keep moving. You're doing fine. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, no, that, made a, uh, that made a big difference. And one of the pecan pies I made, too, was oh, uh, yeah. washing the tannins off. And it's, Which was one? Was that the one you, you didn't was the one start that, a bonfire? The, the, the one bonfire? that didn't, didn't burn, yeah, that oh. didn't catch fire. <laughs> and uh, how, did, uh, how did you know what size pan to put it in, Matthew? I, thi- I think right. I figured it out after trial and error. Oh, okay. Because it wasn't on the recipe, <laughs> like so many recipes would include. <laughs> Yeah, you ask your daughter. I was using the original. <laughs> you know, you and my daughter were the I, only two people in America. That doesn't mean that wrote in. <laughs> Maybe we're the only two people that made the recipe. No, I mean people. That's probably one of the most. Uh, yeah, I bet. Widely sent out recipes I ever had. Is that right? Yeah, I did it on on TV one time. All right. Uh-oh. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. And uh, outside of San Antonio, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. All right, got about a minute left. What you got? Okay, I figured out, uh, you know, I was fussing at the editors yesterday mm-hmm. for Neil Sperry's headline or on the question and answer. He said they put a headline on plant salvia for the winter, but not the orange Esperanza. Oh yeah. And I thought they were t- they had read the first part of Neil's answer about trumpet vine. But uh, as I read on further down, Neil says that the trumpet vine 
that they're talking about is actually Orange Esperanza or Tacoma Orange Jubilee. Oh, is that what we have? That's what we got right out yeah. there, full bloom. Yeah, it's beautiful. I like now, it. since that's got... Uh, uh, that's not very. Uh, that's not a very aggressive uh, outlaw plant. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got about ten seconds. You want to take a break? But that's not, that's uh, related to uh, uh, Gold Star Esperanza, so that may not, it may freeze back to the roots, but it'll, it'll come, come back. back. All right, we'll take a quick break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on a bright, sunny day. We need to be in the sun. Uh, <laughs> we're here at Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 Verde Road, and we're talking gardening with you. So had a couple good calls. Keep them coming at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Especially if you want to know how to freeze something. Yeah, we want, we want to... I can handle that quickly. No. Uh, <laughs> you may want to ask more. Be prepared to ask a second question, like after he says, put it in the freezer. <laughs> you, may, you may want a follow-up question. We'll give you one. Oh, good. Uh, let me see. I was just reading something. Well, well, he's well done. there we go. Well, uh, yes, sir? In the, oh, I was going to talk about the, the cycle. Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, if you... Uh, uh, have ever planted cyclamen, or you have you haven't? You need to look at these. These are <laughs> these are the uh, really the top notch shade loving plant in the in the winter time for color. Um, the red, white, and blue. I mean, red, white, and uh, <laughs> violet, and pink, and uh, really spectacular. Colors. The foliage is a attraction in in itself. It's we don't give it that enough uh, attention because the flowers are so spectacular. You but, know. Uh, you know what's happening, Milton? What? Listen at it. Okay. He's talking himself into it. Oh, he's okay. I see what he's uh, doing. Okay, now it makes if sense. If he keeps doing that. He won't be able to resist. But you, uh, weekend. he's going to say, you know, I should get this. If I've recommended it, I need to be getting uh, some absolutely. of these. Planted in the, plant them in the, the deep shade. I have best luck with deep shade in containers. But you don't. You can you can put them in raised beds too. Works well. But uh, there, you got you got to take a look at these if you have never uh, looked at the cyclamen, or you know, just try experimenting with them a little bit. Jerry and I have debate every year how how much you have to protect them from the cold. Quite often, you're you're planting them in a in a uh, area that's pretty sheltered, so really haven't had m- much problem with uh, cold damage. But they're they're not an inexpensive plant, and they, yeah. if they do get if the the foliage doesn't get affected by the freeze, they they, they do very well. 
They can take the cold. But the blooms will sometimes get knocked off, and then it just takes a long time for them to rebloom. So so we generally say uh, if it's going to be, if the forecast calls for 30 degrees or less, uh, go ahead and put a fabric over the top, and they, yeah, they usually fare really well. That's easy to do. Yeah. And, it makes uh, a big quite, difference. Quite often we're planting them in... Uh, in Thin, uh, thin rolls or uh, beds, yeah. so that fabric works really well. And then we got the fabric here at Mill Millburgers too yeah. that that uh, you can uh, purchase and have it on hand, ready for action. What you did they have any of that? Uh, what did they call it? The the thing that had the drawstrings on it and oh, yeah, I, d- I don't. Ha- well, if, I guess if you had a, a half whiskey barrels or containers, that would work pretty slick yeah. on that too. I generally do mine in the just, uh, just have the containers close enough together that it works pretty it works real well for the fabric. Yeah, yeah, over okay. the top. And then the fabric you can use year after year, especially if you're using it on cyclamen. <laughs> there's, there's no thorns; they're uh, uniform kind of size. Yeah. And it's soft. It's soft, and they, in fact, the original name of that for that was floating row cover. What's that called? Right? Yeah, yeah, if it's on tomatoes, strawberries, things uh-huh. like that. And so, you don't have to weight the flowers down that are on there. It's it fits over them yeah. very gently. I should say. And if you want to ex- kind of ex- experiment even further, uh, the primula are here too, primrose or primula. Uh, they're they're plants that grow in the same kind of shape and and uh, tallness as uh, pansies, but they've got uh, they've got this wa- waxy coloring. Uh, I call it show paint kind of coloring. Uh, unbelievable colors. Oh yeah, yellows and browns and. Blues and <laughs> reds, real reds. You know, we you, we think of pansies, uh, the marvelous colors of pansies, but these are unbelievable uh, yeah, colors. Don't you call them clown? The yeah, clown co- yeah. Color? Always, always. When I see those <laughs> colors, it makes me think of the circus and the clowns. There with, you with go. The, the coloring that you know, the, the, that, the show really paint that they use. Striking so, colors. So if you get a if you get a chance, bring the kids over to see the pumpkins and uh, take a look at those cyclamen and the primula for your uh, uh, shade garden too. They're it, they're they're hard to hard <laughs> to beat. I wonder if anybody has ever planted cyclamen where the deer were, and used a liquid fence, or one of the ones we have to repel the deer, on the cyclamen periodically, like. Uh, Week every week of ten days, yeah. I don't, I never I never have. I always have them inside the yeah the big fence. But Calvin, you need to put a few outside the fence. <laughs> yeah, that ain't wrong happen. with you. But you would get. I would be heart heartbroken if <laughs> I got it. Let the deer enjoy them. Yeah, just looking at them, going, oh, I would enjoy them. Beautiful. Too. Now there, these are not uh, as we we uh, like to alert people. These uh, cyclamen and primula are not inexpensive uh, plants. Oh. They're uh, they're spectacular. Hard to believe in terms of the impact they have, but they also are uh, 
uh, quite expensive. So you want to be prepared for that uh, and experiment a little bit. Um, but, Listen, uh, if you've got to ask how much they cost, don't even bother. This is a high-class plant. So if you're you if you're poor, uh, and well, and one one tip is just to wait until Calvin buys his allotment well, because then it generally thing. goes on sale. That's always the deal. Yeah. 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 right now I'm negotiating my second mortgage <laughs> okay. so that I can buy all those uh, that I want. Anyhow, uh, we just wanted to bring uh, remind everybody if you're yeah waiting for the cyclamen and the primula, they're here. Yeah, and they're the weather's right too. Yeah, and you can kind of enjoy them longer, have a longer season of enjoying them. And the pansies are here, too. Yeah. yeah. That's another thing. The pansies are uh, are going to be a, the flower. Use them in full shade, in full sun. Although they'll, they'll do pretty well tolerating, uh, like, a morning morning sun. Mm-hmm. And they can they can really take the cold weather. They're the... Probably the all-star in terms of uh, tolerance of cold weather. What did you have? You were Jerry. You were going to talk about something. <laughs> Guess who got may got a mention in Neil Sparrow's this weekend? Greg Grant. Uh huh. Larry Stein. Uh, Larry Stein. Can you believe it? He's a star. <laughs> we thought he, we just knew him. He's oh uh, well. He's a. Uh, ec- has become the uh, remaining expert on everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's the only one standing. But, uh, yeah, uh, Larry used to write for Neil's uh, magazine. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. He never mentioned that until now. No, no. Uh, anyway, I got a question that said, We thought our satsuma tree had died as a result of February cold, but it has developed two very strong new shoots. Oh, dear. It's salvageable. No, dear. I have the same thing in my backyard. Yeah. I don't even go around where my satsumas are. used to be. But I've got, on each one of them, there's one strong shoot coming up. But it doesn't have thorns, and the leaves are not uh, three-lobed. So I don't, maybe it's sour orange. I don't know. But I, I usually expect thorns from, from those growths yeah. like that. Is it, uh, uh, and it's not showing, a, is it a, growing really fast? Oh, yeah. It's growing big time fast. Huh. Right uh, very soon after the freeze. Uh, said uh, The question, answer was, I sent your photo to, Dr., uh, to Larry Stein. Larry is a longtime friend who is the leader of all extension horticulture. Woo! Go, Larry, go. Oh, yeah. A little, <laughs> a little boy from McDonough. What, what the hell is all that about? Oh, no, he's not from McDonough. He's from Dude, uh, just, yeah. right outside of Castroville. I think of it. Hondo. Hondo? No. No. No, it's a little, little. Oh. Deal. Uh, for Texas A&M. I know he worked with Satsumas from the onset, outset, and mm-hmm. I asked him for his advice. The reason, it's interesting, the reason Larry got into Satsumas big, he always liked them. But uh, he followed Dr. Laura Shreve, who since passed away. But uh, Dr. Shreve loved Satsumas, and he also loved uh, uh, apples. Hmm. He, he was a 
basically the father of the apple industry in Texas, which died out because of cotton root rot. But (laughs) anyway, and other weird things. But uh, when Larry took over his spot, Dr. Shreve was very... uh, He's difficult to work with sometimes for some people. He loved me. But... uh, Larry came to me and asked me, said, uh, what can I, I've got to get rid of those damn apples. Mm-hmm. And what can we plant out there? And Dr. Shreve lives, after he retired, lived in Uvalde, right, mm-hmm. right real close to the station. And Larry said, what can I plant out there that won't make Dr. Shreve angry? No. And I said, Satsumas. He loves Satsumas. And that's about the time these new ones came on a miho sito kitsu. <laughs> and so that's what we planted out there, and uh, Dr. Shree was happy as a lark. Oh, that's the same. Yeah. That Larry knows what he's doing. Yeah, he likes to work with people. He said, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Stein re- answered, he said, what you have to unfortunately do is to is a is a rootstock what you have is a rootstock that fast growing thing and not the satsuma you bought Mm. you will either need to graft an improved type onto the stems or buy a new tree yeah (laughs) unless you are experienced in grafting it will probably be a lot easier to do the latter now, what you can do is, uh, because grafting is kind of difficult, you can come over and get uh, get a tree, one of the trees that we have here, and approach graft it. Approach graft the, the wild, the fast-growing stem that you have. Just sit it, keep it in the pot, put it on the ground right at the base of the uh, fast-growing shoot, and take a, a, a limb, a stem, scratch one side of it, uh, of, the, of the one you bought, and fit it against the one that's growing so fast. Hmm. And wrap tape around it. And uh, wait about, wait about uh, six weeks, six or seven weeks. Is that, right, is that right up in the Plant Answers? Yes, too? yes. Uh, with drawings. Ooh, that's good. So it's on plantanswers.com with propagation. So I'm I'm kind of fishing around to do that. I think to do that. Just get get the one you want. Because Cito is my favorite, but Miho is wonderful, too. That lady that brings all the satsumas up to mm-hmm. us, uh, I think she, I'm pretty sure she has a Miho. You know what that means, don't you, Walter? Miho. Miho? Means good. Oh, okay. Mr. Moore told me that. Okay. <laughs> he said, Miho is good. I said, yeah, it is good. I love it. He said, no, Miho is good. After about three sessions of that. Did you finally, <laughs> did you finally get it? What I finally said? got it. In, okay. In, China, in Chinese, Miho means good. Okay. Okay, uh, and that's a good producer. Or you could also do uh, a bumper. Uh-huh. Mr. Moore's name. 
which is the most productive uh, satsuma that I think he developed. But it's not as cold hardy as some of the others. But anyway, that's what Larry says, so I'm just reading it and telling okay, you. Way to go, Larry. <laughs> and we've got a lot of different satsumas and, and lemons and everything out here. I was kind of getting worried because <laughs> they didn't have m- a much supply up front. Oh, okay. Until Trace told me that there's 300 in the back yeah. or something. They bring them up as uh, as they need to. So, uh, and they got that lemon. The best lemon we've decided is uh, what? Meyer? Meyer. Look at you. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, because, I remember. But we found out it's got some satsuma blood in it. Oh. Man, that's why it's... I'm- we're standing the. the uh, I do not think we have had anyone call us and say they don't like Meyer. No, uh-uh. <laughs> and we've had a lot of people call after the free after a freeze, mm. said didn't even touch it, Meyer. Yeah. yeah, or did, and they had big trees back. Yeah. Now this last freeze, all bets off. It took them all. Actually, actually, I have. Uh, one of them it's, uh, has uh, fr- fruit on it again, so well, it may. You mean when it froze or when it? Uh oh, it yeah, it fro- froze and re-sprouted, and uh, if I, actually both of them are back. One of them, one of them has some nice sized fruit. Yeah. So, Meyer, yeah, Meyer is pretty versatile, and plus it's a really tasty. Yeah. Attractive plant. Could you eat it? Eat the one fruit that was on it when more, it froze? Uh, or oh, was it big enough? No, there's fruit on it now. After the, oh, oh, I thought it had fruit on it. Uh, no, I was going to tell him you don't need to put it in a freezer after that happens. No, it's uh, the fruit is going to be. It's about tennis ball size, <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's not huge. But uh, yeah, I'm looking for you know there's there's. Uh, Six or eight of them on there. Or yeah, that old great big one that they used to have, Ponderosa. Couldn't figure out how in the hell people would use that thing. I mean, it was big as a baseball. Okay. Well, yeah. And you, all, I guess people uh, you always them. had two or one or two. Uh, yeah. But that, that, that Meyer's got, got all the best qualities as well as coal tolerance. All right, 210-308-8867. We are going to take a break. And while we do, give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Let's see if we can't help you. Or just do a little bragging. Oh, look at those little, little, little bitty pumpkins. You got a bunch of yeah, you got three of them. 210-308-8867. The cute puppy. 210-308-88. Maybe it's for the puppy. 210 <laughs> they could throw it, the puppy would bring it back. And there you go. 210-308-8867. Welcome back to Mill Burgess Garden in South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. If you're looking for garden mums, Mill Burgers is the place to be with lots of different colors. Bright yellows, orange yellows, kind of a reddish orange, and I'm sure they have that red one, too. They have lots of pretty colors in their mums. Yeah, yeah. mums will work. Uh, no, not anymore. We're telling everybody. 
Yeah, what is nice is they've got mums, big pots of mums, of course, but they've got those mums in those smaller containers. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> and they got those in, in color, mainly yellow and gold. Mm-hmm. But the neat thing about those, a lot of times when you get them in a big pot, first of all, they're very expensive. And second of all, and I saw this happen yesterday, they have a tendency to break open, you know, the flower when yeah. you pull them open. But if you get these little ones, they're cheaper, and you can group them together, and they'll never break over. Hmm. But uh, they're in quartz, I guess. Yeah, I don't know which the which size pot that is. Maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what, that's what we got. We got two of those. We got the bright yellow and put them in one pot, and they look they look pretty. They had not opened yet when we got them. Yeah, that's good. And yeah. they're, they're opening now, though. Yeah. They? Oh, yeah, they're open. Yeah. We're enjoying them. But anyway, that's a good way to save a little bit of money. Not that our, any of our customers care about saving money. No, they, I'm sure they do. <laughs> good for them. Okay. I got some questions here. Uh, what plants have the best fall color? Oh. Uh, <laughs> you mean, do they mean blooms or uh, foliage? Just foliage. Anything that produces color. Uh, the best sources of fall color include Shumarty red oak, mm-hmm. Chinese pistache. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he mentioned uh, crepe myrtles. Yeah, some uh, of them. I have seen some killer crepe myrtle color. Now they don't they don't stay on the plant very long. Uh, but ornamental pears. Uh, tell Trace because he just walked up what the question is. Well, uh, both of, both of those I just placed an order for next year on. Yeah, oh, okay. Crepe, mur- crepe, crepe myrtles and uh, Bradford pears. There you go. What Sh- else are we talking about? Shant- yeah, Shantung maples. Mm, I think I got some coming in January. Uh, and yellow fall color ginkgos. He, he mentioned ginkgos. I don't know. Did he mention Chinese pistache? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's your best yellow. Yeah, that's the yellow. <laughs> yeah, so I, when you look at those pictures on the Internet, they show you those fancy reds and oranges. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be yellow here. It's going to be yellow. That Chinese pistache, too, is another one of those uh, great wildlife uh, plants, if you, especially if you get the female on almost all of them. And what's, right, that, what's that little native tree that uh, such good fall color? Little short guy, sitting in the hill country. Mexican, not not for summer. No, not Mexican. Sumac, sumac. Oh yeah, flame leaf sumac. Oh yeah, that's almost. uh, You can almost count on that one to give you fall color. Oh yeah, and Uh, spread. Yeah, (laughs) spreads. Where, uh, can you buy sumac? I've had them on and off different varieties this year. That's what. I've I've had sumacs different varieties on and off this year. Oh, okay. Uh. <laughs> uh, before he loses his train of thought again. Um, <laughs> so I saw something new and different available. Again, probably going to come in in January or February. Mm-hmm. A double dynamite crepe myrtle. Quit it. 
I ordered 50 just to see what they look like. I don't know, if, I don't, I don't know how pretty it is. It's got to be pretty because it's going to be red. But uh, I, Yeah, it's it's uh, it was the first red. The double? The, no, single. Okay. So this You've is had double. dynamite for a long time. This is a double. Yeah. So uh, Double dynamite. I'm, I'm in super Twice interested dynamite. in seeing what it looks like. I guess they... Uh, I guess they would have a double, you know, on a sport, on a single. But you wouldn't, uh, in January, you wouldn't see the color, would you? No, but I bet it has a picture tag on it. It's sure sure costing enough to have a picture tag on it. Yeah, it'd be worth worth a try to get a double. You want me to Google it? Sure. Okay. (laughs) But uh, I think... You sell more of the uh, firecracker. Fire, uh, what do they call that uh, other red crepe myrtle? Dynamite is number one. Red rocket is red number rocket, two. Red rocket. And then there's one that we hardly ever get that I found in Oklahoma, also coming in probably January, early February. Siren Red. Wow. Ooh, so that was the same series as the as a Whitcomb. So it's What's on the that same first seri- word? Siren. 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 So it's the same. It's the same Whitcomb series when when Dynamite, Red Rocket, and Pink Velour came out. And my recollection, you know how blooms always fade. So mm-hmm. Dynamite, you see some pink and some white in it. Yeah, red right. Rocket, you see the the deep red, and then you see some pink in it. Mm-hmm. This one, uh, it gets darker. So it starts out that brilliant red, and then it gets like a crimson. I don't want to say Aggie color, crimson color. Look at what Melton brought it. That's up the on. double. That's a double dynamite. That is beautiful. Yeah. And that's a Whitcomb, right? Well. Absolutely. Unless, they're coined, W-H- unless they coined his his uh, phrase. Yeah. <laughs> and a W-H-T. Would it tell, me, would it tell me on there? Here, that's, that's, he, he, he's really put out some great, great crepe marks. Well, what, it's what, my understanding he made them all sterile now so that they, nobody could could uh, take his and get sports yeah, from the seeds. Yeah, breed them yeah. back. So is was there something called Alamo Fire? Was that a crepe myrtle? No, never something, something? I, I think that's a blue bonnet. Is it a blue bonnet? Okay. I think it's that Aggie bonnet. Oh, okay. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I remember the name. Maybe it came around the same time as the dynamite uh, crepe myrtle. No. I, well, I we, think that's been around longer. Okay. We, we, we've been fighting the no orange blue bonnet for much longer than that. <laughs> We had uh, we named uh, the crepe myrtle that uh, James Spivey bred from dynamite uh, times something else. Uh, at the time, see, uh, Whitcomb didn't uh, patent dynamite. Uh, he patented the re- after dynamite. He did, but uh, uh, James legally used uh, dynamite as a as a mother plant for oh, okay. the plant that he came up with and I thought it was mighty pretty and we we when James th- wanted to throw them all away at the botanical garden old Jerry was over there happened to be have a shovel so they planted in his ditch <laughs> blah 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 I planted them in my ditch <laughs> and, you, and you're right the Alamo fire is that, that dark red yeah okay hey we got Delb on the li- blue bonnet 210-308-8867 Delb is blue bonnet no no Delb, Delb is on the line okay got a question about deer and pecan trees hey Delb welcome to the show we got three people here to help you Oh, my goodness. It's so good to talk to you guys. And I want yeah, to know. Yeah, what's going on, man? 
that I uh, really appreciate wonderful plants, but uh, I'm no way an associated with that previous comment. But uh, okay. Anyhow, uh, earlier this year we talked about some of the stuff the deer had been eating in my yard, and I just wanted to say, holy cow! I had never seen this happen before, but not only have they torn up all kinds of other stuff, but these guys have eaten up the uh, gold Uh-oh. gold star Esperanza. I just have never seen the deer get after that before. Now, did they eat it and, or did they just rub it? Well, they ate it earlier, and now they've just rubbed it to death. But uh, <laughs> Too prone. what was it'll, left? It'll, it'll come back. <laughs> oh, I know it will. It's awesome because it's been cut to the ground repeatedly, and it keeps coming back. But anyhow, they ate it down to the ground earlier. It came back, and now they've been rubbing their antlers on it. That's kind of exciting. Uh, another thing I'd never seen before, and... Granted, I've got white tails and I've got axis that Uh-oh. frequent the area. Axis can't um, read the deer resistant list. <laughs> I know they need it written in whatever they write in in India. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, the American beautyberry, holy cow! They have wow. stripped that thing naked. I mean, they've even oh, been eating the berries I hate off a of it. Naked blueberry, shame. American beautyberry. <laughs> oh my gosh, American Beauty Berry that's stripped naked, that's just awesome. Yeah, terrible thing. But mm-hmm. uh, then the uh, other thing, here about a week and a half, two weeks ago, I was working up in Marble Falls and doing a project for one of my customers. And they said, Bill, you like plants and things, you'll, you'll get a kick out of this. And he brought this, and I actually took pictures of this, and maybe someday we can share that with you, but apparently a squirrel had gone over and planted a pecan in a one-gallon pot that had maybe six to eight inches of soil in it. Yeah. And while I was there, the guy was pulling this thing out, and he said, oh, my gosh, look at this. And it looked like a coil spring that that taproot on that pecan was, I don't know, somewhere between 8 and 10 feet long that it had coiled around and around and around and around in that tiny little one-gallon pot that only oh, had wow. 6 or 7 inches of soil in it. I was so impressed. I'd always heard about how pecan trees do a wonderful taproot, but I had no idea how enthusiastic they were They'll keep going until they find water. That. Mm-hmm. I think well, it's going down until it finds water. Apparently, this one was really desperate, and uh, <laughs> it was it was really impressive. So we took a picture with it kind of compacted, and then we took a picture with it uh, kind of spread out to arm's length. I mean, it's stretched out five <laughs> foot long, and it's curled up like you're holding a, uh, yeah, one of those they, things they back huge. in the old days. Yeah. The, uh, oh, God, Jerry, That's, in the 60s, what were those things that went down the, that went down the stairs? Slinkies. Like slinkies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say more like my wife's attitude, because uh, it's all coiled up until you piss her off. <laughs> 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 no, 
the slinky never had attitude. It was just coiled up and ready to go to the next place. And that's what this route was doing. <laughs> it was really impressive. And so uh, when your nose was itching a couple of weeks ago, Jerry, that was that was me thinking about you. Oh, but, good. Uh, anyhow, like <laughs> you guys go forth, do good. It's a... Uh, it's a beautiful day today. We've been waiting for a day like this all summer. Yeah, I agree with you, Deb. It's pretty. Okay, right. thank thanks, Sean. Okay. Bye bye. So, so I had a joke at the beginning of that, but it never quite fitted in. Oh, okay. So he said, "Holy cow!" and I'm going to say, "Holy deer." Ah. <laughs> Nothing tastes better. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if it was the Axis deer or if it was the uh, whitetails that uh, were involved. Axis will destroy anything. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, they'll. Axis is tough yeah, to handle. Yeah. Uh, of course, you can't. Once you got Axis in your neighborhood, too, I guess you could try to wipe them out. But uh, they got those spots on them you can aim at. <laughs> and the, and the rules are different. Yeah. Or are they really? Yeah, they're are they more lenient. Uh, no, there's no lies, no limit, uh, no, no limit on them, and no uh, 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 season. Yeah, Ex- they're exotic. Except you get uh, it, your neighbors and, getting a tizzy. <laughs> they, yeah. look at, they look at you funny, but you have a full freezer. Yeah, mm. and they take. <laughs> Can you freeze deer? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, I'm just checking. Yes, how? Right, put them in the freezer right next to the <laughs> tomatoes. You know, you're learning. <laughs> yeah, right next to the tomatoes. Uh, we'll we're explain talking. that later, dear Trace. Uh, you missed yeah, that. Yeah, you're going to have to. I'm trying to equate that to Jerry's seed refrigerator. And just not <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You're trying we, too hard. We were talking about earlier about uh, planting cyclamen with the deer and using one of the repellents. And, I, of course, I can always remember liquid fence. But what are those other cute names that you're selling out there? Uh, I must garden. And I must garden. Bob X. What? Bob X. Bob it? Bob X. Oh, Bob X. Okay. That, the owner or the creator decided to uh, name it uh, after I, I don't know. Maybe he had a pet deer named Bob. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> now, let's see. The one that doesn't smell. No, they all smell. I must garden is put a better smelling scent to us to mix into it. Okay. So it's a liquid fence that doesn't stink so bad? It, it doesn't stink as, as bad. Okay. So <laughs> one, they got two flavors. One of them is a spice scent, which I'd have to say is kind of like a cinnamon clove smell added to it, and the other one's a mint. Hey, kids. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh oh. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get some uh, and, and spray Milton and Calvin. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Calvin. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, let's do this. We're, we're gonna <laughs> so we can maybe get Trace back. Let's take a quick break right now. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yeah, bad look into that. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More in a moment. Oh, a nine thirty a.m. The answer. <laughs> Soldiers of the king feared his name. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, Evelyn, is on the line. We don't want to keep her waiting. Hi, Evelyn. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? 
I'm doing just great. Good. I hope everybody else is. <laughs> Isn't it pretty today? <laughs> yes, it is. It's a beautiful it day really in the neighborhood. this morning, but it's just nice now. That's good. Yeah, good. Well, what's going on? Uh, could I talk to Dr. Parsons, please? Well, now, did you want yeah. to talk to him privately or because you're on the air? <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I should do it probably privately. It won't oh, take okay. Well, he can he can call you back. I'll, I'll call you back. I got your number. Okay. I thank you very are you, much. Are you, are you on some of that hybrid... Uh, 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 oh, Evelyn is going to pick on you again. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna, if you came out, I was going to ask you if you wanted to take some with you. Oh, yeah, you can collect some. <laughs> take all you want. Yeah, okay. It would be wonderful to have. Okay. You know, go, like go. We, have, we, do, we have the double crepe myrtle? Yeah, we got double. We could find a double, double horse, horse herb. herb. Okay. Wouldn't that be neat? Uh-huh, Evelyn would be thrilled. <laughs> and, and just to dig at Evelyn a little more, you'd name it Evelyn. Ev- the Evelyn version there of it. There you go. Okay. Evelyn, he'll call you after the show. Is that okay? Okay. I thank you very okay. much. I didn't know what to do, but I'm so excited. I don't know what to do with myself. Oh, my goodness. Okay. 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 He'll call you. I'll remind him. All right. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. You need to have a little bitty baby maze for the dogs. Because <laughs> a lot of folks bring dogs here. They would just pee on it. Oh. Uh-oh. Okay, never mind. <laughs> and then Jerry would talk about how the dogs keep peeing on the maze. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. If uh-huh. one if one dog pees, next one pees. Yeah, they, they leave. They one leave. poops, next one's gonna poop. That's called pee mail. I found out oh. they leave each other pee mail. Okay. 210-308-8867. Everybody's picking up the fall asters. Oh, yeah. Which are going really well. The blue plumbago. uh, And I bought them all. They're probably not going to find that anywhere else. Oh, good. Then talk a little bit about them. That that is the best aster for our area. Almost a guaranteed perennial. Oh, yeah. Um, Always bloom. You know, people always plant the mums and all that stuff for... uh, for fall, but the aster actually blooms much, much longer. It starts a little later, but it blooms much, much longer. You can almost count on it blooming on Halloween, hmm. yeah. where most mums will be done. And the deer won't eat it. And it is deer-resistant. Fall oh, aster. Deer eat the uh, uh, fall oh, aster. They eat them? Calvin oh, says yeah. yes. They don't eat the uh, yellow Cal- one. Only Calvin's deer. Yeah. It's on the, res- <laughs> it's on the resistant list. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, fall aster. And Jerry, is it on sale? Are you going to make me find it? It, it, is, <laughs> it on is on sale. sale. Okay. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Bud is on the line. Hey there, Bud. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Uh, doing good enough. I'll put it that way. <laughs> okay. Say, I heard we'll y'all t- we'll uh, discussing the freezing of tomatoes and so forth. There you go. Okay. Do you freeze tomatoes, Bud? Well, not as a usual practice, uh, but I, I have done it. And I was going to just briefly mention about the freezing. Uh, when you get them out, the best way to use them is go ahead and make a tomato sauce. Yeah. That way, you know, uh, the work that you put into producing those tomatoes, well, okay, I can't give them away. I can't eat them all right now. I'll put some in the freezer. 
And when I have a convenient time to do so, I'll pull them out, and they'll be perfect to make tomato sauce. There you go. Okay. Now, yeah, they mentioned stews. You, anything that you were cooking with them, it sounded like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you, like, yeah. Do you peel them? Uh, or put them, drop them in some hot water so you can, uh, boiling water, so you can get the uh, skin off before you put them in the sauce? I just, you would usually uh, keep the skin on. Okay, af- after you freeze them? Well, yeah, the skin is on when I put them in the freezer. There and you go. The skin is still on when I take them out. And, and, okay. and, and the, the skins go in with the flesh into what I'm, you know, making Oh, it okay, into. so you, you uh, put them in the sauces with the skin on. Right. I bet if you took them out of the freezer and immediately put them in uh, boiling water just for a few seconds... But that skin would come off if it, well, if you found you're, the skin. You're, 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 you're probably right. I, I, I just like my things rustic. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you ever tried Jerry's other method of uh, eating them like you eat a regular tomato, but, you know, kind of put them in salads fresh out the freezer or just, just out the freezer, not thawed? Um, I'm not sure I understand the question. Oh, Jerry was saying you could get that feeling of a fresh tomato in your salad by putting it out of the, take it out of the freezer, put it right in the salad before it really has time to fully thaw. Uh, no, no, that doesn't sound like uh, the best idea for me to do. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> what? Hang up on this. <laughs> no, no, uh, the, the, there is, however, an, a, another option. And this, oh, another option, okay. This especially applies for the uh, 968. I used to grow a lot of 968s. I gave many of them away. Uh, I used many of them myself. But there was there once came a time where, you know, I just got so many of these things sitting here. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I said, well, I'll put that off for another day to decide what to do. Lo and behold, they stayed on the uh, table long enough to where they turned into like a raisin. Huh. They dried. Yeah, they dried up. And uh, when I picked those up and started eating them, I said, well, let me, let, me, let me try it, see what it's like. They are sweeter when they're dried than when they are fresh. Oh, huh. that's okay. good. good to know. Very so cool. I, I, Thanks, I, bud. So, so, so I started getting into the habit of always, you know, saving some. <clears throat> you need a dehydrator now. You can just, uh, yeah. Well, that's true. You could use a dehydrator. Well, Which I, I don't thanks. have. No. That's okay. I don't <laughs> have one either. I, I, I just thought I'd throw that into the... You know, yeah. Years ago, we stuff. bought a dehydrator with great intentions, and it did nothing. We didn't do anything with it. <laughs> Thank you, bud. <laughs> you take care. All right. Uh, did you have a question? Yes. Can we ask it on the air? Sure. All right. Well, come on up a little closer. You don't need to grab the microphone. Just start a talking. You're on the air. All right. I've got some abelias. Abelias. Abelias that seem to be getting all leggy, you know, and it's just the top of where I've got green growth now, and the lower portion of it, all the green's dead or got, gone away. And I'm trying to figure out what the problem is, if there's anything I can do about it. The how lower, long, I mean, are these just reacting to the freeze, or are these how long they've been in place? They've been there for about six, seven years. And is it in the shade? Good. Uh... 
one of them, uh, two of them are in the uh, morning sun only, but one of them's in the on the better side of the house, and it's got just afternoon sun. And, but all of them are doing the same thing. I swear. They're just they're just putting on foliage at the very bottom. At the very top. Oh, at so the very top. So they get real, real leggy, know, leggy and stuff, and just just to the, kind of the top. And even the top starting to thin out some. Have yeah. you ever have you ever pruned them back? Have not ever pruned them back. I don't know. I've never really grown them. I was I was thinking that the, I would guess. At very least, you could cu- cut them back, and you would just be in the same boat you're in now. In the spring, yeah. yeah. So cut them back by that, you mean, way yeah. down? Well, if, if they're five or six years old, you probably wouldn't ki- you probably wouldn't kill them, but... Take a third off. A third, okay. uh, a third next year, and then after that, a third. All right, so just wait till the spring and yeah. hack them and see what happens. There you huh? go. All right. Uh, may I ask another question? Sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not after that one. You that one. That one. Lot, but already. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've got a, uh, a a space in kind of a similar location. It just gets morning sun. And I like to put, I, I love, I've seen some of these uh, pictures, these uh, Japanese maples. No. Too much sun, uh, even just the morning? No. No, they're just so they're <laughs> difficult to... To grow and keep alive in our basic so in our uh, high pH soil and our drought and heat. Yeah. So if you you know the the, the place that they do all right is in a kind of a sheltered in that uh, like under under cancer observatory kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they just yeah they just don't they just don't fare well if they're out there next. What about something like a weeping yopon holly? Would that a yopon holly? Morning, it just would, gets morning sun. Yeah, it doesn't yo, get any afternoon sun. Would yo, that be enough for it to grow? Yopon, oh, yeah. yopon would be okay. Uh, almost any of the hollies would do all right in that situation. Okay. And then yeah, your yopon you'd have that almost that same kind of personality, I guess. Mm-hmm. Too. As the maple, that might be an interesting experiment. Well, I've seen some weeping yopon hollies. I thought it looked pretty neat. Yeah, yeah you can try. Yeah, that'll work. Any of the yopons. Any of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, even a, a viburnum would work in that situation, too. Okay. But uh, I think it's a good idea. All right. We'll take a look. All right. Thank, right, you. Thank you. Thank you. We have saved you hundreds of dollars. I t- <laughs> you may have. Uh-huh. My wife's pretty anxious. Yeah. I just cut them back a while and try another year. <laughs> Thank you so Thanks. much. You take right, care. Right. coming by. All right. Uh, again, 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Thank you. Still got about five minutes left. Huh? Yeah. Uh, got a question here that... I always talk about it. I don't understand it. It says, do I need to keep the leaves picked up off my lawn? And we're kind of getting I try into fall. every year. Every year. I just look forward to raking the leaves off my lawn. I've got a Chumari red oak in there. Got lots of leaves on it. They all disappear. Hmm. That's the damnedest thing I ever saw. I know. And how's the neighbor's yard look? Do they have a lot of them? Oh, they have a lot of leaves. That's weird. It's weird. Uh, and then uh, 
It, I, I think this leaves, leaf thing is a, uh, where, where it causes problems if they pack down and trap moisture. But we've got uh, our leaves decompose so fast around here. Now, co- in College Station, I know uh, Dr. Sam Cotton, he used to have a house over there. And uh, I'd walk through his front yard, be almost knee-deep in leaves. He had a postal check, yeah. But uh, mine, I wonder if that uh, Texas red oak doesn't doesn't have, I don't think it has as many leaves as some of those southeastern United States does. You remember our uh, our guy with the oak book? This was I think he even admitted it was not good for lawns and grasses, but it was great for oaks. And he suggested you you leave them on, let them because because of that very thing for the moisture. Yeah. Well, uh, we our official recommendation is that you don't need you just uh, just mow. let them decompose on the lawn, and if you want to speed it up, you run the mower over. Yeah. There times. you go. And they don't, Jerry's right, they don't last long. You uh, notice them there, and then three weeks later, there's no leaves left. Yes. I, I guess there's a few. There some are waxed, some are, yeah, that seem a little. And I appreciate them because now you have to bag them. If you rack them up, you need to bag them in those special bags. But to sit and get their paper, I think. Oh, yeah, oh, I think yeah. you, you can't put them in your green container, in your organic container? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but not as many as you're going to be raking up oh. out of a large yard. Yeah, because a tip of, even in my neighborhood, uh, you might have, have oh, okay. 25, 30 bags. Of oh, yeah. Okay. And I appreciate that. Because those of us who go around and pick them up. Now, it could be that you live next to Jerry and you <laughs> normally would have had 10 bags. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That, you think people are stealing my leaves? Uh, they think your leaves are running away from the house as that, fast as oh, possible. Jerry's right. It has evolved that uh, in most neighborhoods, the, there are people, uh, gardeners, that oh, they, use the leaves. So. They come get them. Hey, we got to say goodbye for today. Thanks, guys. Thanks to Al doing a great job. And, of course, thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. We will see you back here next weekend at 1604 on Boulevard Road right here on The Answer. Get your petunias. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.